What's that sound? I wonder as I stand at the front of my college lecture hall and my students stare back at me. Is it the clock ticking away? Are the students hoping it will move a little faster? Nah, not in my class. Well, okay, maybe. But seriously, college is such a complex time, and these students have so much going on, both inside and outside the classroom. Am I teaching them how to think? I ask myself. Am I preparing them for their careers? Is the college experience getting them ready for that next step in their lives? Why am I asking myself so many questions? Should I be teaching right now? As I continue to talk and point at my presentation, I can't help but wonder as I look back out at my students, what is going through their minds? I only wish I knew. Well, I guess I could ask them that question. Maybe I could even listen to their answer. I am Dr. Brown. I am a university professor, and this is my Declassified College Survival Podcast. It's a place where the professor is quiet, mostly, and the students' voices are heard, really. Please join me every other week as I sit down with my students, and they can tell us directly how college is and is not impacting their lives. How do you navigate college? How does college help you navigate life? They will pick the topics. I will turn on the mic and we can all listen to what they have to say. So in your opinion, what are the three most positive consequences of social distancing. So one of the more most positive consequences of social distancing is just collecting the data of those who have been following the quarantine guidelines to determine if this governmental protocol is succeeding or not. Another positive consequence is just the chance to like learn about new hobbies for us that can no longer be outdoors for or like near people and uh, a final a third outcome that's more positive for us is just spending more time with our family members if they're not a home as they normally would be and on the other hand what are the three most negative consequences of social distancing and one of these consequences of social distancing that can be viewed in a negative light is causing some uh, physical diseases such as heart disease, depression, dementia, or even death. Another negative outcome could be just the loss of communication. And even though people are still able to send like texts, emails, calls, face-to-face, online meetings, there's still about 60 to 90 percent of communication being lost and that's based on the 
nonverbal side of communication, such as your gesture, uh, facial expressions, eye contact, posture, and the rapport you can build in a relationship. And a final negative out outcome is the loss of jobs and economic downturn due to not as many people just purchasing or selling their products. So what possible manners might social distancing policies affect the evolution of the severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2 which causes the disease called coronavirus disease aka COVID. <clears throat> and I believe that the social distancing policy is actually helping our nation lower the daily number of cases of the virus which just buys our researchers more time to find a treatment or a vaccine for the virus. But the protests can cause an unnecessary spike in these cases because people aren't following the restriction guidelines. And even though racism is a important issue in this country, there's almost certainly more deaths caused by this virus than police officers. In relation to the H1N1 virus, these two diseases are actually very similar to each other. And one way that the evolution could be stopped or at least slowed down is being able to live with this virus. And the H1N1 virus in the 20, early 20th century was halted by the by just nature and those that survived who got lucky. And I believe a similar pathway could take place with this novel coronavirus, but it should be considered a last resort as we would be basically letting people die without being able to truly treat or help them really. The social distancing policy could also help, could also cause the virus to evolve in a way that could be more detrimental to our society than it was before. And one way we can prevent others from contracting the virus would be using antibodies from those who have recovered from the virus previously to determine how their immune system was able to fight off the virus better than others. Also, a serological assay technique could prove to be beneficial in finding and using these antibody-rich blood as a treatment for this virus. But ultimately, this quarantine won't end until the virus, until a vaccine is developed. And, uh, or another way would be 
everyone else could become exposed to the virus and develop some uh, natural immunity with their immune systems. So why is having a basic understanding of genetics and evolution important for you during this COVID-19 time? Do you have a duty as a citizen of the world to have such basic understandings? And um, yeah, I say that we need to understand topics related to genetics and evolutions during these times since it's significant to know how the genetics of a person can contribute to either being more or less likely in contracting the virus, such as just uh, having an, a, a compromised immune system and how the virus is always evolving. I feel like I do have a duty to have these basic comprehensions that this virus has become a problem and everyone needs to know about these topics so that we can be safe and take the necessary precautions. I hope to pass on this knowledge to my family and friends so that they can also understand this concept that I'm currently learning about as well as just learning more about this virus during this uh, this time. So the last question. Nothing in life is risk-free and very few things are all or none, but based on what you've learned in this genetics class and the this COVID activity, and considering the current situation, all aspects like infectivity rates, job loss, economics, mental health issues, and among others, what would your reopening policy look like if you were the governor of Illinois? And yeah, so if I was the governor of my state, I would start to open or reopen most stores slowly to determine if there was a an evolution of the virus caused by the social distancing policy because we don't exactly have a virus or a vaccine or any um, treatments that can cure us of the of this virus I would choose to do this for two weeks just as like the quarantine timeline to determine if there were any setbacks. And if not, I would allow slightly more stores to open up until everyone else can go back to their normal lives. I would continue the slow trend for the citizens in Illinois as well, mostly based on the county that they live in. And they would, and I would gradually improve the physical and mental health disadvantages caused by the quarantine. And this is proven by a study at Brigham Young University, which showed that there was a 29% increase in uh, mortality due to the social isolation.
in terms of the economic problems, I would solve them with just time in general, as it would be unrealistic to assume that this dilemma can be resolved in a matter of weeks or even months. It'll probably take a few years for the economy to stabilize due to the, all the lost revenue from this virus, but it should be back to normal in the long-term future. Well, that's it for today's episode of Dr. Brown's Declassified College Survival Podcast. My students and I hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you are a college student or know of a college student who would like to be interviewed on this podcast, please contact me at brownsciencegroup at gmail.com and we will set up a time for an engaging discussion. Please remember to subscribe, like, rate, and share this podcast so others may benefit from hearing the voices, views, and insights of these college students. Please join me again next time when I will sit down with a new group of college students. They will pick the topic. I will turn on the mic. We can all listen and reflect on what they have to say.